Welcome to The Speech Umbrella, the show that explores simple but powerful therapy techniques for optimal outcomes. I'm Denise Stratton, a pediatric speech-language pathologist of 30-plus years. I'm closer to the end of my career than the beginning, and along the way, I've worked long and hard to become a better therapist. Join me as we explore the many topics that fall under our umbrellas as SLPs. I want to make your journey smoother. I found the best therapy comes from employing simple techniques with a generous helping of mindfulness. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Speech Umbrella Podcast. What is one of the most puzzling, perplexing phonemes we work with? That's what we're going to talk about today. And surprise, surprise, it is not R. If you're perplexed by R, check out my online course, Impossible R Made Possible, at thespeechumbrella.com. By the way, all of my R and L products are 10% off in August and September of 2022. Put in the code ELEMENTARY in the coupon code area. You can also find them at Teachers Pay Teachers at the Speech Umbrella. But back to today. Today, we're going to talk about L, and we're going to especially talk about that strange-sounding distorted final L that makes us all want to pull our hair out. You're in for a treat today because my guest is Angie Lewis, and she is an L magician. We worked together a few years ago, and her clients would emerge from the therapy room sounding so good. I'm talking absolutely no L distortions in the final position at all, and I would be thinking, how did you do that? So let me tell you a little bit about Angie. Angie's been in the profession for 24 years. She is prompt trained, and she's also trained in Wilson reading. So she has a special interest in dyslexia and also in all things articulation. She currently works in the schools, and she is here to dispense her L wisdom. So let's get going. Hi, Angie. Thanks for coming today. Thank you, Denise, for having me. I really enjoy coming back here and talking with you, and especially about the L. So... Are there prerequisite motor skills that need to be in place before you start working on L? And if so, what are they? So one of the things I work with with the L, particularly, they need to have independent movement between their tongue and their jaw and their lips. And so a lot of times for their errors, kids will do like an O sound for their L, right? So you have, especially at the end of words or at the beginning, they'll do the W sound, right? So... When they make a W sound or an O, their lips are rounding into this circle. But for an L, it's really a movement through the tongue. And so they need to be able to move their tongue up and down without rounding their lips for an O or a W sound or being able to move their tongue separately from their jaw, being able to make that lifting motion. Okay. And so are there some special exercises you do or anything like that to get them to that point? What I like to use is... I have like a little mouth puppet, right? <laughs> that all of us speech pathologists usually probably would have. And in our... your kids see that and they just <laughs> yes. want to play with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mine's well, <laughs> mine's well used. And I just show them how, and I lift the little tongue up and have it go down. I also have them use a the mirror so they can see in contrast between that O or that W and watch their lips round forward. And then also just watching their tongue lift up. So I'll have them just hold their jaw open a little bit and watch in the mirror. I'm like, okay, you can't use your lips. You can't use your jaw and just lift your tongue like la, 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 opening it, going up and down. Those are all great things. And I love to do that. I also like to have clients put their finger on their chin to stabilize their jaw sometimes if it persists in going up. But what I found and what's puzzling is sometimes they get the independent jaw, but they still have that distortion. And I think that's lip related that we've got to look at the jaw and the lips and the lips yeah yeah if they have any slight movement at all in the lips 
coming forward just a little bit, like for either a W or for an O sound, it'll sound distorted. Oh, so we're looking so, for the very, very slightest movement. Yes, yeah, slightest movement. Yeah. So they need to have that totally relaxed and kind of in a neutral position. So we, we work on that a lot, just keeping that very still. And so when I'm teaching like the beginning L sound, I use the L with certain vowel sounds that help you so you're not moving your lips, right? So vowel sounds that move your lips are like the O, right? Or even retracting your lips is hard for kids. So like your E's or your A's, any of vowels that have lip movement with the L is going to be hard for them. So I stick to more neutral vowels like ah or uh or i. Ah is a little bit iffy because you move your lips a little bit, but that still works also. But so like, for example, just saying like the word la for love, you know, we'll work on just that consonant vowel, la, la, la. And then we'll do a whole bunch of words with the uh vowel in it. And then we can maybe, if something's easier, like maybe the ah or the ah or the i or the eh, we'll do those twos. And then it can keep your lips straight and neutral. And that really gives them that stability that they need to keep everything still <laughs> and That's, not moving. So... What age do you look at for beginning to work on L? I start even in preschool. I'm not directly, you know, having a goal for L necessarily, but there's lots of words that we'll model, and it's fun for the little preschool kids to try to copy. Okay, you can't move your mouth. You got to keep it still and just move your tongue. La, la, la. And we just practice, you know, that beginning L sound and then with the vowel, and kids just love that. And it just kind of builds, you know, some prerequisite things to help them with that tongue movement that's separate from the lips and the jaw. And looking at like the Goldman-Fristow test for articulation, those norms, they show that 90% of girls by age two, between two and two and a half, that beginning, that L sound can start to emerge. And then for boys, it's like around age three. So it's coming, right? There's going to be errors, but you know, it's coming. I typically don't put it as a like an IEP goal or something until... Maybe kindergarten, I'll do a beginning L or middle L sound, especially if the child's name starts with an L or they have an L in their name. That's important for them to be able to say. With the final L, I usually do that a little bit later because that is a more difficult sound. It's later developing. According to norms, that final L for girls can be in, like by age five, between five and six is when they get that mastery. And for boys, it's even later. So between ages seven to eight. So which is just showing how hard that final L sound is for kids. The beginning L, middle L, it's, it's different. It's a different L than the ending L. Which is why we're going to talk about it. <laughs> there is a lot more tension in that final L sound. So like, for instance, for like the word ball, you know, if you think about it or just make the production in your own ball, you can do it with your tongue just kind of curling slightly, but it doesn't necessarily have to come all the way up to the top. Whereas the beginning L sounds or the middle L sounds like for lion or luck or pillow, that L really touches on the alveolar ridge. So in working with kids, I work and focus more on bringing their tongue up. Okay, so suppose you've gone through all the beginning L's, even low and low, and all the medial L's, now you're at final L and it's still not sounding good. So what are you going to do now? Right, so a lot of the times, the reason why that ending L doesn't sound good is because the kids are still making like an O-L sound, ol. So like pencil, even though they're lifting their tongue up, and the placement is correct, they still have that rounded lip movement for that 
like an OL sound, right? Pencil, apple, and so it can still sound immature. And so what I help kids get is more of a UL sound, this ol. So pencil, apple, and it's just a slight little difference, but it makes a world of difference in being able to sound like they have the L at the end and not just the placement. Because you can look and like, oh yeah, their tongue is up. Why isn't it sounding right? <laughs> so just that working with the vowel sound and this last school year, the Articulation Station Hive app, they have some consonant vowel and vowel consonant little syllable work to work on. And so they have the the greatest picture that is really like stuck with a lot of my clients is for that ol sound instead of the ol sound. And they have a picture of this person being sick, right? Holding their stomach and having this really sick face and going ol <laughs> and have this ol sound. And it's the kids just really get that, you know, trying to say, oh, it's not an O, it's a U. You know, sometimes that doesn't mean a lot to kindergartners or first graders or second graders, but having that sick person's face is just really motivating for them. Oh, I get it. Oh, oh. And so another thing that I teach them to help that differentiation is for the beginning L sound in the middle, your tongue is very relaxed. It lifts up and it, and it releases, right? So lion, luck, pillow. It's just up and then down. But whereas the final L sound, there's more tension in it. The back of the tongue kind of bunches back and the front of the tongue is held there. And I tell them to hold it. So so like ball, we have to hold it. So we practice holding it and then getting that vowel sound. Oh, oh. And so we practice that a lot <laughs> over and over. This is reminding so. me a little bit of the difference between pre-vocalic R and vocalic R. Yes. <laughs> you need to extend your breath all the way through to get the vocalic R. If you chop it off, right. it's distorted. It's not there. Right. And the ton may or may not do something a little bit differently with the vocalic R, too. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely the beginning R sound. I, it's kind of the same thing. The beginning R is a little more relaxed for them, and it's easier sometimes for kids to do that, you know, ran, run, rich, you know, versus at the ending, they do have to hold it, and there is more tension. So car, yeah, and if I tell them to hold that sound and not let it release, because then you get, I teach my kids also about schwa, right? Car, <laughs> like yes. car, we want it just to hold that R sound. So I do that the same with, with the L sound. So we have pill, we hold that, we don't say pill right? There's not a release at the end or, you know. That's great. That's great because so. I have found it to not be super effective to try and get vocalic R by saying Cara. Yeah. Because they're just saying a pre-vocalic R. Yeah. Right? And it you helps with shaping. You can help bridge. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can bridge. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have in my R workbook, I have a bridging worksheet that shows how they can do that. And some kids really get it. But unless you can hold the R or the L and not put the schwa on, they don't really get it. They're not getting that final sound. Right. Yeah. So that really yeah. helps me understand. So yeah, lifting yeah. it up, holding it there, like not releasing. I'm like, just hold it, freeze, <laughs> right? And then getting the more U-L, the O-L sound versus the O-L sound at the end, O-L. Do you give them any direction on how their ton is placed a little bit differently? Because I know the ton is a little bit further back, but sometimes some directions just confuse kids. Yeah, yeah I don't really say that with the kids. I, they kind of clue in more to having it be stronger, right? We talk about flexing the muscles, and so they're kind of flexing their tongue muscles. We talk about that, and just holding it there, lifting it up and holding it there behind the teeth is enough information for children to figure that out. And 
it'll just naturally pull back and you'll get that sound. Great, because I hate to overload them with too many directions. And some of our directions are more helpful than others. So but I have found best. that the hardest final L sounds for kids to do are when we finally get, you know, past the where we're not using the lips, right? We're doing the ol, the ill, l, things like that. But the ol, when we get to that, because you now we got to add in the lip rounding, right? But still keep the l quality. And then also the all sound, right? The all, ball, fall, fall. Mm-hmm. And I think those two are the hardest because... It requires a little more jaw civility in where you're opening your jaw a little bit wider for ah or o, oh. And we work more a lot on the vowel sounds to get that. Because sometimes when they're struggling with that, the word like bowl, like a bowl of cereal, they have to drop their jaw a little bit to get a nice O. Oh. I just have, okay, round your lips, get that O, oh. bowl, ul. And then we get that ul at the end. So it's the same ul, but we have to get the O first, <laughs> if that makes sense. A lot of kids just want to jump right to the end and get bowl, bull and it just comes out wrong right it sounds mm-hmm. distorted still so i'm like okay make sure we're really rounding for that oh bull bull and then we start combining it and getting those two sounds together but they have to hear that there's still an ul at the end even though they're getting an o or like for the ah sound paul ball they have to get a nice relaxed ah sound first before they can get that ul again so if that makes sense mm-hmm. so for with the o they have to move from the lip rounding to totally neutral, relaxed lips to yeah. get that final L. A word like goal, which I always hate saying on this podcast because I always think I sound weird. <laughs> goal. It's a hard yeah. word. Yeah. And kids, I have to make sure they get a nice, open, more goal. You need to have your lips rounded for the O, but also your your chin drops just a little bit to make that more open, rounded O sound. Goal. And then your lips will kind of relax a little bit and your tongue will tense to get that ul sound goal so that's really tricky i have to i had to create my own page with just o and then old blends at the end too like gold and sold and those are the hardest i was going to ask you about the ld yeah yeah super tricky yeah so for blends at the ends i you know they have your lf lt and ld sounds and i find i don't necessarily have to work on the lf those seem to come all on their own but the lt is probably the next easiest one for them to do like for melt or built things like that but the old are the hardest ones for kids to do or olt so you know your bolt or your gold or your hold (laughs) mold there's a lot of those words that are particularly hard because you've got that o the l and then that consonant blend with that d it's the mess of co-articulation. It's just a hot mess of co-articulation. <laughs> yes. But I find if they really focus, make sure you get the O sound first, bold. Then they can get the ul, right? That sound that we were working on, that UL sound, and then gold. And then just I tell them to add just, just a little D at the end. And that helps them to focus more on the OL sound than the final D. Because I think they want to just jump to the ending letter, gold. And so the L disappears. I tell, oh, your L disappeared. You know, where'd it go? It turned into an O or it turned into a W or something. And like, oh, gold. Oh, it disappeared. I need to hold that L, that tension there, right? Hold it and not releasing it. Gold. And then add that tiny D at the end. Well, so. that totally makes sense because L is a semi-vowel. Vowels take longer to produce. Mm-hmm. So that makes total sense. Yeah. Don't let the L disappear. The emphasis is on the L because our plosives happen so fast. The Ds, right. the Ts. Yeah. 
And yeah, it helps him to say, oh, that's just a little sound at the end. We want to, I emphasize the little and then emphasize that the L and the O will be longer. And that's the same with the A-L sounds like call, but then we get to like called. So they'll want to skip called right to the end, right? They just want to get to that D sound. Oh, we got to hold that L, called. <laughs> and then, you know, there's a lot of final E-D endings that we don't think about as a blend on those words. So Angie, what about words that have their own syllable ending, like bubble, trouble? Yeah, so those are your syllabic L's, right? They're their own syllable. And so I do have a separate page that I work on with all those. So yeah, you have those consonant L-E words and you have different things at the end. So you have your S's, S-L-E's, like castle, you know, trouble, bubble, turtle, you have your T-L-E. So they don't necessarily take as long because once they've mastered that L sound, that U-L sound at the end, they're able to pick up on that really easy. I just, sometimes I'll do clapping, you know, trouble. And so they can not try to do it as one word or something. They emphasize that, oh, there's two parts and the L is all by itself. And we have that L sound at the end. And once, yeah, working on that UL sound, they can get so many other final L sounds because it really is part of every final L sound out there. So that's the foundation. Mm-hmm, right. I talk in this podcast so much about when you master the simple, the complex takes care of itself. So the simple thing for right now would just be the ol. Yes. Just get that ol, speech therapist, yeah. get that final ol. And think of not ol, ul, ol. <laughs> that and, sick feeling, right? Ol. <laughs> and holding it. <laughs> yes. Not letting it drop, holding it through till you get the full complete sound. And then all these other complex things that we are pulling our hair out over are going to sort of resolve themselves with a little yes. bit of attention. There's a speech pathologist who has a daughter with apraxia, and her website is called testyattrying.blogspot.com, and she just, all of her articulation pages, which are free to download, are focused on just consonant vowel, vowel consonant, or CVC words. I love her pages to start out with because they're simple, they're clean, they're nice, um, and they really help kids get that L down first. I also love the the No Glamour articulation book because they're also just black and white pages. There's 20 words on a page and get lots of practice. So I'll do their medial words. I also sometimes will use their beginning L sounds, their initial blends and final blends, but sometimes they're just a mixture of a lot of different ones. And so sometimes I'll need to target a specific final blend. So when Kids are ready to move on to a little bit higher things besides that, you know, in single words or vowels or syllables. I will also use, there's another speech pathologist, Lane Salgado. She has a blog called slpmaterials.blogspot.com. The things I love from her, she has a bunch of silly sentences, right? So she has these, some of them are free and some of them are for paying, but they'll be they have some dice you can roll and then there's like three parts of the sentence right and each they make silly sentences so you can roll a one in this column and then roll like a five in the next column and then like an eight for the last column so then you put sentences one four and eight together and make a sentence and it it mixes up and it, it can be really silly and fun the kids really like that and love the dice she also has a few little stories that are good but we're at that story level Also, I use Articulation Station or Articulation Station Hive. I love those where kids love to do the matching, but then I have them make up their own sentences as they make matches. And of course, there's all the other levels on there. They 
carrier phrases, things like that. And then I also like, there's another website called Home Speech Home that I get all of their paragraph stories from. So they also have an app, I think, called the Word Vault that there's some free things on there also that I just, that's where I get my paragraph reading. So when we're ready to work on L and paragraphs, I use those sites. Those are some great resources. I will link to all of those in my show notes. And I do remember that you were big on timings when we used to work together. Mm-hmm. Do you still do timings? I still do timings. When they get enough, you know, they can do all 20 right on the page, correct by themselves without any help. Then for some kids, it's motivating to like, okay, let's see how many you can do right in one minute and I'll time them for one minute. Then they can just read all the words on the page and keep going until the timer goes off. And that's motivating for some kids to do that. And I do FR and I find it extremely yes. helpful. They do need to be in the right spot. They yeah. need to be able to be correct. Yeah. But it really, really makes a difference yeah. when they can get to whatever their age is. If they're nine, 90 words a minute. If they're 10, 100 words a minute. I don't try more than 100 words a minute. But right. Yeah, that, that just integrates it into their speech so well. Yeah, it gets it more automatic and fluent for them where they don't have to think about it anymore. Well, the pages that you use, L plus all the vowels, I just wanted to put a plug in for my L workbook because I have got all of those. I've got beginning L followed by all the vowels, all the low words, all the lie words. I think I have um, 15 pictures per page. So I love that L workbook, which is a companion to the impossible R made possible because L and R, hand in hand. (laughs) We know (laughs) as you work on one, the other can kind of improve. But sometimes L just needs its own really special attention paid to it. Yeah. And if I have students that have difficulty with R and just are having a really hard time, especially the vocalic R, sometimes they can get the beginning R just fine. But when they're really struggling with vocalic R, it's because they don't have their final L. (laughs) And so I'll work on that final L piece first and just go back to that. And then when I really can strengthen that and improve that, then they can get their vocalic R's better. Because it is kind of the same concept. Yep. yep. As we just talked about, kind of the same concept, kind of the same movement. Yeah. And it might be easier to grasp for them because R is kind of ambiguous a little bit for them, but the L is a little more clear with that tongue movement and pulling it back and holding it. It just kind of gets them ready and preps them for that vocalic R. So that is a great, great therapy strategy. So if they're really struggling with that vocalic R, which so many kids can, even if we've got provocalic R dead on. Look at their final L and get that yeah. resolved. And maybe that vocalic R will just come like that. Yeah, and I think people just miss that. I think for a while, you know, before I really had a lot of students that had L, you know, you think L is an L, right? It's the same at the beginning of the end. And so a lot of times I don't think that final L is screened. It's not looked at because I think, oh, they've got the beginning L. They can say lion or luck or they can say pillow and, oh, their L's fine. But no, sometimes those will come first and it takes another year or two to get that final L sound really strong. And yet the odd thing is we have tons of materials for Volcaligar. Yes. Yeah. Final. The final R. Final R. We have tons of materials. Mm -hmm. We recognize it's its own little beast. They're yes. the same, but they're not the same. Yeah. So we should be recognizing that final L sound is the same as we do those vocalic R sounds. While we're talking about L and R materials, I want to put a plug in for my L workbook. It is based on the same premise as my R workbook, and I have exercises to achieve the ton and jaw independence. A lot of it is the same things you would do for someone who's struggling to learn R. All of the L words are organized by vowel. 
in vowel-specific contexts. By vowel-specific contexts, I mean I have 10 contexts for initial L. So I have la words, la words, la words, and on and on. And I have a whole bunch of final L context also, including those tricky OLD words and the all words that Angie and I were talking about. And I also have syllabic L words to practice. So take a look at my L workbook and see if that's something you'd like to get. Right now, in the month of September 2022, you get 10% off of all my L&R products if you put in the code word elementary in the coupon area. This has been really, really helpful. I really, really love your tip. The main thing is get that ol. Yes, <laughs> the ul sound, get not that. ol, because it can sound yeah. different on our the podcast here. Watch their yeah. lips. Yes. Thank you so much, Angie, for teaching us about l, especially final l. I love your tip about just getting that schwa l, the ol, and holding it, not letting it go, making the full sound happen, and the whole concept that it's really like Wakalikar. I think we can really understand that. Now, if any listeners out there have questions for Angie, if there's something about L that she didn't answer, then you can just email me at denise at thespeechumbrella.com. I'll funnel those questions to Angie and she'll give me the answer and I'll get it to you. Thanks so much for coming, Angie. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I love talking about L and helping people really understand that final L sound and really focusing on that to make their therapy better and to help kids improve and really get that precise sound that they're looking for. It's really what we do with final L kind of helps them put the icing on the cake. Final R, final L, now you're graduated. Right? right, because parents are going, ah, I'm hearing something, I'm hearing something. And if we're not real confident with final L, we're like, yeah, you're hearing it, but I don't know what to do about it. So what if they can't say those 10 words that have OLD at the end? I don't know. Yeah. What if they can't say sold, gold, fold perfectly? Um, I just want to graduate yeah. them. Well, now we know how to fix that. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Speech Umbrella podcast. Remember to visit thespeechumbrella.com and check out the L and R products, which are 10% off through August and September of 2022. Put in the code word elementary at checkout to get that discount. And remember, when you master the simple, the complex takes care of itself. And that's what we've learned how to do today with L. We've learned how to master that simple O, and those complex final L's are going to be taken care of. Thank you so much for listening to the Speech Umbrella podcast this week and join me next time as I talk about cluttering. Thanks for listening to the Speech Umbrella. We invite you to sign up for the free resource library at thespeechumbrella.com. You'll get access to some of Denise's best tracking tools, mindfulness activities, and other great resources to take your therapy to the next level. All this is for free at thespeechumbrella.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and other podcast directories.